I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp. Welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of biohacking, lifestyle, wellness, and self-development. Join me in uncovering the mysteries of beauty, anti-aging, and ultimate longevity with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the health revolution. Hello, beautiful ones. Welcome back for another episode of the Biohack Your Beauty podcast. I hope you're having a beautiful day, a beautiful month, a beautiful year. I just came back from my trip to Florida. It was wonderful. We went to Harry Potter World and we also got to visit my friends in Boca Raton. So it was really fun. I got to show my boyfriend around and show him where I used to live, which was really fun. And just enjoy the weather there, the beach, um, the humidity, which I really enjoy. It's really good for your skin. The thing was, on my trip, I actually ended up getting sick. And for me, that was a huge deal because I really never get sick. And so it was kind of this wake-up call of slow down, chill out. I had intended to make a ton of uh, content. That didn't happen. So just giving myself grace and really being able to, yeah, not be too hard on myself and just rest and heal and allow the beach to be a part of that healing. I really did just ground for like hours every day at the beach and uh, got lots of vitamin D, breathed in a lot of that salty air, which is really anti-inflammatory for the lungs. So I'm back. I am better than ever. I'm feeling really great. Uh, And what I really wanted to talk about today was a morning routine, a morning ritual. And the reason I wanted to talk about a morning routine today is because I have seen how big, how powerful a morning routine is to set the tone and transform the potential for my day-to-day life. I have been doing my morning routine for many, many years, and it has definitely changed and shifted, and I've added new things to it as I've learned more, especially hosting this podcast. I've learned so much, and sometimes it's even important for me to cut things out because I could spend two hours every day doing a morning routine. I mean, there's so many amazing ways to optimize your morning. So I've really just cut it down to about a half an hour now. And that seems to be working really well for me. That half an hour doesn't include my workout, but everything before that takes me about 30 minutes, 40 minutes if I kind of take my time. But all of this can be done in about 30 minutes. So why is a morning routine so important and why is it so talked about? Because really, if you do go on YouTube or if you Google, you will find a lot of information out there about morning routines. And a lot of them will be like a billionaire's morning routine or a celebrity's morning routine. And the reason why 
we're so obsessed with morning routines is because they really are the way to set yourself up for a successful day. Whether successful means having enough energy for the rest of your day to get all of the things done that you need to do, whether you are trying to have the mindset of somebody who is very successful or an entrepreneur or somebody who takes really good care of their body, whatever that mindset is, the morning routine is going to help you accomplish that. And then from a spiritual or energetic perspective, if you're thinking about manifestation, if you're thinking about creating the reality that you desire, your morning routine is essential. It is such a powerful pocket of time to set the vibration for the rest of your day. The thing that I have experienced personally is that when I am consistent with my morning routine, when I really dedicate my energy and my time to my morning ritual, I have a much longer response time throughout my day. And what I mean by that is that I react much different when I have done my morning routine and when I am feeling good, my response time is longer and I am less reactive. So whether that is in my relationship with my boyfriend, whether that is in my career or on social media, whether it is something that has to do just with me personally, like a trigger, I tend to not get knocked off my high-flying disc because I have done this morning routine. And when you're manifesting, when you are trying to consistently stay in a certain vibration, when you're trying to parent, when you're trying to be the best you can be, that response time is so important and empowering and crucial. It really makes a world of difference. So let's start with setting yourself up for a good morning ritual. Now I'm going to share my morning ritual with you, but I really want you to think about the things that really call to you. I've been building my morning routine for many, many years, and I've added things in and taken things out, and I don't expect this morning routine to stay the same forever either. I really incorporate the things that resonate with me at that point in my life, and I can imagine that when I have children, my morning routine might change, or when I learn some new biohack that blows my mind, I will incorporate that. So I definitely encourage you to implement the practices that call to you, that resonate with you, and start small. So if 30 minutes feels like way too much time, if you have to wake up 30 minutes earlier to start doing your morning routine, maybe start with 10 minutes. You can dedicate a minute or two to each thing. You can also just do 10 minutes of one thing. So really allow yourself to build a practice, right? Don't just expect yourself to go from zero to 60 and have it be easy. If that's something that is like, sounds amazing to you and you're excited to do it, by all means, go for it. But I just encourage you to take your time and build your morning routine the way that feels good to you so that it doesn't 
burn you out, right? That's not the point of this. The point of this is to create something sustainable that actually helps you have the best day ever every single day, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So the first thing I I think is important to mention is you're wanting to set yourself up for your morning routine the night before your morning. So if you are going to be journaling, set your journal out wherever you're going to do your morning routine the night before. If you're going to use your phone for a meditation or to listen to music, then put your phone next to your journal. Now, your phone can be kind of a dangerous thing in the mornings because there is such a temptation to get on your phone the moment you wake up. I encourage you to keep your phone off as long as you can. And if you use music in the morning, make it so that you can reach that music without turning your phone off airplane mode. I turn my phone on airplane mode at night because I don't enjoy getting radiated while I'm sleeping. So I always have my phone on airplane mode at nighttime and I keep it on airplane mode until I turn on my phone to do my morning meditation. Now, I usually get a meditation from YouTube. That's going to be on my phone, but there is a a level of discipline that it takes to not start scrolling, to not check messages, to not answer texts. Really, there is a, a really important, I think, discipline to, to heed to so that you stay focused on your routine until you're done and then you can go on your phone, do whatever you need to do. But once you're on your phone, you get sucked in and your mind is just going to go all over the place. And there might be important things that you need to do, but I think setting the boundary with yourself, like setting boundaries with yourself is even more important than setting boundaries with other people. Holding those boundaries for yourself and keeping yourself adhered to those boundaries is it is the way to build trust with yourself. So set a boundary around your phone. It's a really good place to start. And like I said, I always prepare the night before. So I have my water, I have my journal, I have my phone, and everything is set up so that when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to think about putting things out, picking things up, whatever it is. I can just go in my room and my office uh, and sit down and start my routine. So... The first thing I would say when I wake up is I lay in bed and I just remember my dreams. So I'm always dreaming. Sometimes it's very vivid. At other times, it's just little bits and pieces. But if you can just get into the habit of the moment you wake up, remembering your dream, You can write it down if you want to. I don't tend to do that because I feel like it takes me out of that like slow brainwave state that I want to stay in. So I just kind of remember my dreams, take a few moments to do that. And then I lay in bed and I visualize. So before I do anything like physically, before I get up or anything like that, I take time to really envision my life as I wish it to be. And I don't get out of bed until I feel as if the reality that I desire is 
an actual reality is my reality. So that would mean in the morning I wake up and I envision myself in our dream house, in our dream bedroom. I'm laying next to the love of my life, which I don't have to envision because he's there. And I just feel so happy and grateful for that. And I think of all of the things that I'm currently manifesting and creating intentionally, and I feel as if they are already real. The reason I do this first thing in the morning when my brainwaves are still kind of that slow brainwave is because that's when the subconscious mind is very, very receptive and uh, like it absorbs whatever you're thinking because it's in that like dreamlike state still. So I want my subconscious mind to really feel as if everything that I am desiring is already real. And I do not get out of bed until that is like so like vivid within my mind and I can feel it in my body that that is real. Then, only then, do I get up and get out of bed. And I can tell you that's already the best feeling to feel like I have everything I desire. I am so grateful. I'm so happy. I got to wake up and have all this and experience all this and enjoy all this today. Uh, So that is a really powerful thing. So that's step number one for me the day, uh, the morning I wake up. That is the first thing I do. Um, And then I get out of bed and I go into my office, which is where I do most of my morning routine. And I turn on my amethyst areata mat. And this mat is amazing. It's literally lined with like thousands of crystals. And it has these negative ions that it emits. And so I love to sit on it. It actually heats up. It has very, very low EMFs. So I highly recommend this mat. I'll leave a link below in the show notes for this mat. It's amazing. So I turn that on and then I go downstairs and I make my morning tonic. When I get downstairs, I always start with oil pulling. So oil pulling is an ancient Ayurvedic practice of putting oil in your mouth, like a tablespoon of oil. So I use coconut oil. I can't handle any other kind of oils, but you can do it with like cold pressed sesame oil. You can do it with cold pressed olive oil. And you're basically going to put that oil in your mouth and you're just going to swish it around. I tend to do it for about 10 to 20 minutes. I think that it really does help me have a clean mouth. It helps to just pull toxins out of the throat and the mouth area and from the tongue. And it just kind of traps it, like sucks it into the oil. Sounds kind of gross, but it's something I do. So while I'm making my morning tonic, I might make my my boyfriend his coffee as well. And while I'm doing that, I'm oil pulling. So I'm swishing around Uh, I might let out the doggies, whatever I need to do while I'm oil pulling. And then I spit out the oil and I scrape my tongue. I actually have a tongue scraper that I use to scrape my tongue. I do it about twice. And then I rinse my mouth out with water. Then 
I get a shot of apple cider vinegar and I drink that with some water because I feel like it's really helpful for my gut and it also just kind of activates my body. It helps me wake up. And then I make sure to drink a eight ounce glass of like warm water. Before I drink any tonic, I'm going to make sure that I get some water in my body because my body's been fasting and tends to be just dehydrated in the morning. So I always make sure to drink a nice glass of water before I'm going to drink my tonic. So I tend to switch back and forth between coffee and matcha. And I found that if I drink coffee every single day, I just have more anxious energy and I tend to be more irritable. That irritability, it affects my relationships and it also affects me. Like I tend to find myself just being more like judgy and more short fused when I'm drinking coffee every day. Now, everybody is different. I'm not telling you not to drink coffee. I'm not telling you you should drink coffee once a week or like I do or twice a week. I'm just telling you what I've experienced and that is why I only drink coffee two, three times a week and I drink matcha on the other days. I tend to enjoy having a hot drink in the mornings, but we also live in the San Francisco Bay Area and it tends to be a little bit more cold. I make sure to add nutrients to my morning tonic because I have a workout as part of my morning routine. And as a woman, your hormones really need nourishment in the morning. And I I definitely have experimented with real like intermittent fasting, like no food, only black coffee until noon. And while that was really great for my appearance as far as like my weight and the way that I saw myself um, wanting to be like, like, I guess, weight wise, I did find that I was compromising my hormone health. And so now in the mornings, especially because you have a really high level of cortisol in the morning to help you wake up. And so your body is kind of in like this, um, like, energized mode already and then to add coffee or caffeine on top of that and then to fast it can be really stressful for your body and so what I've been doing is really making sure that I have fats and nutrition in my morning tonic so that I'm sustaining and nourishing my body in a way that supports my hormone health now I plan to have kids in the next few years and so my hormone health is like a top priority. I don't think that it shouldn't be if you're not going to have kids. Like I think hormone health is just something that is an important priority, but I'm explaining why for me, like I really want to make sure that I am consistently nourishing my body. So in the morning I have either a matcha or a coffee. If I do drink coffee, I make sure that it's mycotoxin free and organic I really like kicking horse coffee. That's been really good. And I also really enjoy just matcha powder. I get the ceremonial grade from our natural grocery store. And then what I add into it is really something that nourishes my body and also helps me have sustained energy because 
I want to work out, right? And I don't like to eat right before a workout. For me, that doesn't feel good. I eat after my workout. So I always add one tablespoon of butter, pastured, grass-fed, organic butter. I add some MCT oil, which helps me have sustained energy. Again, that fat content. I add collagen to my morning tonic because collagen. It's amazing. And it actually helps your tonic taste good too. So that's, that's nice. And then I also add a mushroom powder. So the mushroom supplement I have is great. It has agaricus, it has lion's mane, reishi, chaga. It has, I think 10 different mushrooms. And because of that caffeine content in the tonic, whether it's the matcha or the coffee, it's like a delivery system. So it actually helps your body absorb those adaptogenic mushrooms. And that's one of the reasons why I put it in my morning tonic. I feel like it's very nourishing too. I love thinking of like, wow, this, this tonic is so full of nutrition. It's amazing. Now, if the sun is out already in the morning, if it's risen, then I tend to like going outside and just exposing my face and my eyes to the sun. It's usually when the sun is pretty low still in the sky, not as bright, but it is really powerful for setting my circadian rhythm, right? So I'm going to just expose my eyes and I usually have glasses on in the morning. I don't have my contacts in yet. So I really like that feeling of knowing that like the sun is kind of exposing uh, itself to my eyeballs. Now, I'm not telling you to look directly in the sun. Please do not do that. Only do that if you are watching the sunrise for the first like few moments of the sun rising. That's it, right? You really don't want to look into the sun. It's really about that very dull uh, shine in the, in the sunrise and the sunset. And that's maybe for a couple minutes, if, if that, right? So... But in the mornings when I wake up, usually the sun, I, I don't see the sun rise. I don't have that, um, but I see it kind of when it's risen a little bit higher. So I just like to expose my face and eyes to the sun, but I'm not looking directly at the sun. But this is really helpful to set the circadian rhythm and also to let your body know kind of what time it is and just to feel that nourishing sun on your face, your third eye, like that's a big deal. And then letting your eyes just be exposed to the sun. So I think that's really powerful. So then I'll go back upstairs and I'll sit on my mat, my amethyst mat that's nice and warm now, and I'll turn on my red light panel. I'll turn on my red light panel and I'll take off my clothes. And so basically I'm doing a part of my morning routine without any clothes on, but that's so that that red light can really radiate all over my body. Red light is such a powerful medicine for the body. Like it has so many healing properties. And and so while I'm doing my morning routine, I am just kind of fitting that biohack in. So I feel like that's just a great time saver. And then there may be days where I also will do my red light LED mask in the morning. I do that about three days a week. So I will put that mask on uh, on 
maybe three out of the seven days I'm doing my morning routine. And that's also like great because while I'm doing my morning routine, I'm kind of knocking this out as well. So just taking advantage, like you can multitask, right? And make sure that you fit in those technological biohacks as well while you're doing these things. So then I journal and my journaling is really all about creating the life I desire. So I am constantly imagining and envisioning myself having the life that I want, that I love, that I've always wanted. And so I will write in my journal having experiences that I wish to have. So instead of writing like realistic, right, quote unquote, like real life, what I do is I will write about my dream house, about the career that I'm creating, about the family that I want to have in a few years, about my relationship and what I want to do and and traveling and the things that I want to do and and create in my life and how I want to serve and what legacy I want to leave behind. All of those things I will write about as if they are already happening, as if they're already real. So this might be like, dear journal, I am so happy and grateful now that I live in my dream home with the love of my life. It's so beautiful. I love walking in the door. I love to see the beautiful hallway, the gorgeous gray tiles on the floor, um, you know, and just including the sensations and the feelings. We've definitely done some talk on the podcast about how to really nourish the imagination, how to envision, how to manifest. And I feel like writing is such a powerful thing because what you're doing is you're taking energy and you're literally making it into something physical. Like you're literally transforming, transmuting, alchemizing energy and creating something solid by writing it on a page. That is really powerful stuff for manifesting. So I highly recommend creating some sort of journaling practice. I will do usually a page and it's really great. It's really fun. You tend to discover a lot of the desires that you have that you don't really think about. That's partly why a morning routine is so incredibly powerful because it helps you focus. Like you really start to see who you are, and you're giving yourself time and space to spend time with yourself, you. Because most of the time you're doing things and you're spending time on other people and things that are outside of you. And this is like this sacred time where you get to explore yourself and hang out with yourself and like treat yourself to all of these amazing visions and experiences and just allow yourself to open and, and, and receive, receive the things that you desire because that's what you're doing. You're getting your subconscious mind in alignment with what you want. So my journaling practice is very sacred. It's really beautiful. I have a gorgeous journal that I love as a Taurus. I have to have (laughs) beautiful things that I find blissfully 
joyful. So for me, a journal is a, is a big deal and I have a really nice one. So I encourage you getting a really nice journal, a pen that you love to write with, make your morning routine appealing. That's one way to really make that habit uh, something consistent. So after I journal, I then do a meditation. So I will pick a meditation from YouTube. I tend to go all over the place. I have a few meditations that I like. I really like Bob Proctor. I do Joe Dispenza sometimes. There's a great woman who teaches the Law of Assumption uh, named Kim Velez. I also had Headley Dorenzi on the podcast a few episodes ago, and she has some great meditations. Oh my God, she is brilliant. I highly recommend even just subscribing to her channel because she has so much good stuff. Headley Dorenzi. And yeah, I will pick a meditation and usually it's about 10 to 15 minutes long. And while I'm doing that meditation, I really try to just sit and focus on the meditation and really allow myself to feel really immersed and focused on that meditation. Because what we tend to do in the mornings is our mind wanders off to all the things we have to do throughout the day, like our to-do list. So just letting yourself wait to go there after your morning routine. There's plenty of time to do it. You're not going to lose anything that's in your head at that moment. It will be there for you when you're done with your morning routine. So I do my meditation. My meditation is always really amazing because I tend to find that, again, those brainwaves slow down and just having a really peaceful feeling to start the day helps me be very centered. So I know who I am, I know who I want to be, and I know what I want to create and experience for the rest of my day. And that's made really clear to me by meditating and allowing myself to be still and letting myself be still. There's something really empowering about being still, being with yourself, letting yourself spend time with yourself. So that's something I really enjoy. And then after that, I do my self-concept work. Self-concept work is part of the law of assumption, which again, I spoke with Henley Dorenzi about a couple of episodes ago. And that self-concept work is really the foundation for what you are creating and manifesting in your life. So I will tell you some of the self-concepts that I work on in the morning and I have a list. So I wrote a list of about 21 affirmations and these affirmations are really simple. I used to have very complicated affirmations. They tended to be like, I live in a beautiful, big white house that is on a very quiet street in a beautiful town that like blah, 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 right? And those are great too, but that's really the kind of stuff you're writing in your journal. Self-concept work is really simple. It's like the foundation of your affirmations. It's like where everything sprouts from. It's the root. So these affirmations sound like this. I am loved. I am worthy. I am valued. I am beautiful. I am chosen. I am healthy. I am prosperous. And what I do is I actually take a good amount of time, 10 minutes or so, 
to go through each of these affirmations and just feel as if that affirmation is real. So if I were to say, I am loved, I will say I am loved to myself and then I will think of all the ways in which I am loved and I will feel loved. I will think of my boyfriend, I'll think of my mom and my dad, I think of my best friends, I think of my dogs, I think of mother nature, I think of source, I think of my archangels and my ancestors. I think of all of the ways that I am loved and I feel loved. Like it literally overflows from my body how loved I feel. And I immerse myself in that feeling. And then I'll move on to the next one. I am worthy. And I think of all the ways that I am worthy how worthy I am. And I'll really immerse myself in that feeling. I am worthy of being loved. I am worthy of having a life that feels fun to me. I am worthy of having an amazing boyfriend who's so unconditionally loving and, and gentle and kind. I am worthy of having a successful business that's thriving uh, I, you know, I can go on and on, but, but really thinking of like, what helps me feel worthy? What makes me feel worthy? And thinking of all of the ways that I know I'm worthy. I'm worthy because I am source. I'm source energy that makes me worthy. I'm worthy because I am, I am a daughter. I'm a, I'm a girlfriend. I'm a sister, right? Like these are all the ways that I feel worthy. And then I'll move on to the next one. I'm valued. I feel valued because I have so many people who reach out to me on a daily basis about how to be healthy and how to create the life they love. And I feel valued in the in being a coach to my clients, right? Like, so I, I go through each of these affirmations. And the reason why these are so powerful is because everything we want in our lives is really tied to these basic beliefs about ourselves. So whatever it is that we want to create, whether we want to create a harmonious work environment for ourselves, whether we want to be a good parent to our children, whether we want to be healthy in our bodies and not have illnesses or chronic conditions, whatever it is, right? All of that is so deeply in, tied into our beliefs about ourselves. If we can focus on the beliefs about ourselves and come back to those beliefs when something happens throughout the day, when something happens like, you know, a, a troll on Instagram or, uh, you know, road rage or whatever it is, if I can come back to saying like, I am worthy, I am loved, I am chosen, I am important, I am enough, I am deserving, I am free. All of those empowering statements, they take me out right away because that's a vibration that I've practiced so much that that is the dominant vibration. That is where my brain goes so easily that I don't lose myself in something that isn't worth it, that isn't important to me, that is petty or small. And I am so much bigger than that. And we all are, right? So allowing ourselves to step out of fear easily is so incredibly amazing and that's something that this self-concept work has really taught me 
uh, I got these self-concepts from Headley. So I, again, recommend checking out her um, episode that she did with us. And then also you could check out her YouTube channel. I will leave a link in the show notes. So that is something I, I really enjoy. And I can tell you, by the time I get to the last one, so my last ones are I am centered and then I am surrounded by love. I can tell you, wow, like the way that I feel when I've done my journaling, then my meditation, and then my self-concept work is just, I feel like I'm floating on a cloud, right? Like I feel so good. So writing down some affirmations, you can start small, right? Like I have 21, you can just write three or five and just allow yourself to really get in that rhythm. I would recommend doing at least three because your brain in the first few moments of doing this, I still tend to feel like your brain kind of has to ease into that meditative state. At least for me, maybe you're different, but I tend to feel like I like having so many because it's almost like this uh, momentum that I'm building. So by the time I get to like number 10, number 11, the momentum is so powerful. It's so positive. It's so like rich and, and vibrant that I feel like really deep. Like I feel like very much like it's real. So I do recommend doing more than just one or two because I think that momentum is helpful for getting that vibration like really high up there. So then after I do my self-concept work, I make I get my supplements and I take any of the supplements that I need to take before working out. So I usually take my um, vitamin C. I've been taking this really interesting supplement called Sulfora Boost. And it's actually by this company called donotage.org. And really what it is, is like a broccoli sprout supplement. And I really like it. I, I've only been taking it for a little while, but I really like it. You're supposed to take it with something like fatty. So my morning tonic works because there's fat in there. So I take that, I take my vitamin C and then I take my probiotic and that's usually what I will take in the morning and then I will go work out. Now my workout, it tends to kind of vary, but what I usually do is I run on the treadmill for about 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, and then I walk for about five to 10 minutes and then I do uh, muscle building. So I might lift weights. I really like Melissa Wood Health app. She has an app that is full of different things. She has like yoga, Pilates, um, you know, different kinds of stretches. She also has like uh, booty builders, all kinds of stuff. And I'll do like a routine depending on how long I have or how long I want to spend on my workout. I tend to do about a half an hour to an hour and that'll vary. So depending on how much time I have, uh, I will do either a lot or just a little bit, but I always make sure to stretch and I have a reformer at home, which I love. So I always stretch on my reformer after my workout. So whether I've just run and walked or whether I've done like a full on, um, you know, weight routine or booty building routine or whatever, I always make sure that I stretch afterwards. So if you don't have a reformer, that's fine. Just stretch on your mat. I also like to do yoga. 
I tend to do it to music and just kind of free flowing. But again, Melissa Wood Health has a lot of yoga routines as well. So definitely recommend that. And then after that, I will take a shower. I always do skin brushing before my shower. So dry skin brushing that helps to kind of get the lymphatic system going and just kind of detox anything that's come up through my workout because I've been sweating. And then I will also brush my teeth and floss. I floss at least once a day. Dental health is a big thing. And I think it the health of your mouth has such a big impact on your gut. So I really try to optimize my gut health by taking care of my dental health. And so that's a big thing as well. And then I usually don't wash my hair every day, um, but I tend to wash it like a couple times a week. And then after that, I will have my breakfast, which tends to consist of two pastured organic eggs that I like to get locally. And then I will either have those with like a cassava tortilla or we have this amazing gluten-free sourdough bread that I will have it with, um, or maybe no carbs and just the eggs. Sometimes that's all that I want. And then I always drink uh, raw kefir, so raw dairy kefir, and I have it with blueberries, and then I have it with bee pollen. And that is my morning routine as a biohacker. I definitely think that it's a little bit elaborate, but I 100% believe that it helps me be the best person I can be. It helps me have a lot of energy and it just has created so much in my life where I know that I've manifested things intentionally. So I can't even tell you how powerful that manifestation work has been and I feel like the physical and physiological aspects of my morning routine making sure that I have that fat in the morning my supplements and my red lights dry skin brushing tongue scraping all of those things it just sets my body up to have maximum energy throughout the day I don't have energy issues and I think that that's really uh, partly because I tend to get good sleep because I set my circadian rhythm, I get that red light exposure, and I really do my best to um, get that morning sun if I can as well. So I hope that this was uh, helpful. I hope that this was empowering. I love to know your questions about morning routines in general, about my morning routine specifically. And I would love to hear about your morning routine. So tag me on Instagram, show me what yours looks like. I would love to learn from you. I'd love to know uh, what you do in the mornings to optimize your day, to optimize your health. And I, yeah, I would just love to learn from you. So keep up with me on Instagram at Dora Vandekamp, and I will see you next time. Thank you for joining me today. Sending you so much love and have a beautiful week. If you loved this episode, please give this podcast a positive review on iTunes or Spotify. It helps us spread the word about the power of holistic health and beauty, and it helps this podcast grow. If you share your favorite takeaways from this episode on Instagram, please make sure to tag me so I can reshare. 
Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week.